What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the sixth installment of the Dogs Basketball Podcast with your host, Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? We are back for another episode. Give you guys some updates on a couple of visits here and there, and maybe go over some mailback questions. Yeah, Noah, a couple of news came out in the uh, last couple of days in regards to those visits, which we'll get to here shortly. Um, there was also a new 2023 guy that we want to introduce that came out yesterday or two days ago. Because um, we know we just had a pod that we posted, what was it, on Tuesday? So um, here we are again. We wanted to make sure we uh, got these uh, got these topics out because we also have something else that we would like to cover as well as, like you said, we finally got a mailbag, another mailbag question. So, all right, Noah, let's, let's kick it off here now. Um, that 2023 guy we mentioned, he is a point guard. His name is Keyshawn Hampton. What do you got on him, Noah? This came out, like we said, just a day or two ago. Yeah, Keyshawn Hampton, he's at a Meadow Creek High School. He's a 5'11 point guard, as you said. He's a 3.5 GPA. So That's very important. He has a he's a very mature point guard. He's very impressive. He's shooting the ball at a high level, and his IQ sets him apart from the rest. Yeah, he uh, he's also getting this was via Hoop Scoop Media, who we rely on a lot for a lot of things. Um, they posted about him. They also SIU is actually a late team that came in on a tweet. He quoted his own tweet when he first mentioned the other teams that were in on him that he has heard from. Those other teams are Florida A and M, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Barry University and Thomas University, who are Division II programs. And then he quoted us. That was two days ago or so. And then um, on the 24th, what is today? 26th. 26th, or so two days ago. And then yesterday he ended up saying that he has now heard from us. So that's nice news, you know, for the future. You never know what's going to happen by then. You never know because with, with this extra year of with COVID, you never know what the roster will look like in two years. Um, so that might be a nice get, and we're liking. He'll have a lot more competition by the end of the teams that will be in on him. He's got a couple of years, so that'd be a nice get down the road if it happens. So we thought we'd mention that. All right, Noah, let's get into in the last couple of days, which we had a feeling we saw in these guys' tweets that they said when they were going to visit SIU, and um, these happened in the last couple of days, no, didn't they? They did, and. Uh... We can talk about 2022 point guard Tayshawn Comer, who we offered right after we we saw it right after we did our last pod. And uh, he's a six-one point guard. He has a strong frame. He's an excellent finish in traffic, excellent leadership skills, and has a nice jumper. He plays for Indy Heat, his AAU program. He has got offers from Toledo, Loyola, Butler in the last couple. In the last in Belmont, in the last couple in the last couple weeks, so he is on the rise. He is another guy to add to our list for 2022. Yeah, like we said, as soon as we got done, we saw that. That was five days ago. It was two year, two days before we um, finished, and we finished up our pod, so we didn't really see that. So um, yeah, he looks like a nice player as well. Um, yeah, him. We forgot about him. Now let's get into you know, the visits we've had in the last couple of days. Yeah, we had uh, Braxton Stacker on the 23rd. He visited. He is a – he's out of St. Louis. He plays for the 
Brad Beal Elite. So playing for that kind of pro AAU program is pretty good. He visited, and we had also had Donye May, who we mentioned on the last pod. He took his visit on the 25th. So yesterday he was, and he posted pictures, and he took a pic with the some of the staff and looks like a point guard as well. So looks like we're looking to add a point guard for next season. Yeah. I'm sure. I'll, excuse me. I'm sure all these guys had uh, all these pictures taken and were able to take picture with the entire staff. Uh, but Donye just posted, he didn't have any words. He just posted all four of these pictures. So I'm sure Braxton also had a picture with the entire staff as they all will. They all look good in that maroon. I must say, um, so yeah, those are yeah. You're right. The point guard position might come, uh, which we know we have Dalton. He's got a lot of years left, and we got I don't know. I mean, Lance and them are going to be juniors now. If they have that extra year, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, not saying these guys are going to come here, but they did come in and they got to see what SAU was like with the facilities and everything. So, uh, Donye May and Braxton Stagger. No, wasn't there one recently of a. Northern Iowa offered a guy we ran on to as well, or he visited or something. Uh, yes. Um, it, I forget who it was off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll put you on the spot like that, I guess. Um, oh, it was 2023 prospect R.J. Taylor. He got offered today by Northern Iowa, but he also he recently visited Michigan State. So, if you want to put the pieces together, if he's a 2023 20, guy, he's a junior visiting Michigan State already, that means he's probably going to be a decently high prospect, but you never know. Yeah, go through uh, him again. How big is he and everything? Because, yeah, that'd be Tom Izzo, maybe his this – this kid's talented, but stoop down a little bit. You know, no, who knows? What do you got on him? Yeah, R.J. Taylor is another point guard as well. He has, he visited, looks like he visited Oakland University a couple of days ago. Another point guard to add to the mix. Um, he is, he plays for the, looks like the Nike Mean Streets and the EYBL Tour. He's, uh, Max Feldman actually puts 2023 guard with Mean Streets EYB is the fuel that makes a team go for the lead guard. High speed, sharp processor, processor with feel, three level touch, and strong defensive instincts. He's had he uh, Taylor actually told Max Feldman. He tells me Rhode Island, Oakland, Michigan State, Butler, Indiana, Liberty, and more are involved already as a junior. So we're not gonna we're not gonna throw in the white flag for that guy yet, but yeah. then that was on the fourteenth. On the fifteenth, Max Feldman quoted and said, "Toledo, what? Toledo, Western Michigan, Southern Illinois, Northern Iowa, Princeton, Butler, Michigan State, Duquesne, Loyola, Chicago, Miami, Ohio, Ohio State have been in touch." So, so let's go ahead and say he's a goner. I mean, with this staff, you never know. I trust the staff that they can reel in the big fish at some time if needed to. So That's true, yeah. I will not put the white flag yet. Until he gets an offer from one of those bigger schools, that's when you start waving the white flag. Yeah, I mean, guess when you get to the – those are the highest of the high Michigan State is. Um, and you mentioned Loyola, you know, with the success, um, you know, 
guys want to play there. Even though with Portimozo gone, they know within what the school is still like. Um, so, yeah, that's an update on that because we did talk about that earlier. There are the visits. All right, Noah, let's now get into another because we talked about earlier today um, into this way too early season award predictions uh, that we wanted to talk about that we mentioned that could be a topic that we thought would be something cool, you know, because it got us all, it got us thinking about the season. Like we've said before, it could be the craziest, the closest, the deepest it could be in the last 15 years. So, um, let's start with an easy one because not sure actually how prepared we both were for this after we mentioned it. And here we are. So, no, who do you, who are you thinking off the top of your head right now that could be a favorite or a, go-to for the player of the year got to be on one of the great teams so we're thinking maybe one of the on the top teams if you start in the basically cut up from our say from our top five who we did our way too early you had the top five teams we both had SIU at five we had northern iowa at four we had um loyola at three then you could flip Missouri State Drake. So if you look at those two teams, you could really start. If you want to start at SIU, you have one player in mind, and it's Marcus Damask. If he's healthy coming back, you know what we know what he can do. We've seen him at his best. He's only going to get better as another year under his belt. So you have him. You can add him. And you go to Northern Iowa. You look at guys like AJ Green, who's already done it. So can he do it again? Probably not. I mean, if he's healthy, that's the biggest thing with him. If he's healthy. I mean, we, you have a guy like that, but you also have guys that Bowen Bourne, he's a little sophomore now. How much has he grown? So you maybe the level he can score at, maybe he could do something. But that's AJ's team, AJ Green's team, so if he stays healthy, that's another viable option. You go to Loyola, you have player Cam Crackwood's gone, so who else steps up for them? Lucas Williamson is back, so we know what he's made of. He'll be a first-team All-MVC again and a probably Defensive Player of the Year again. So we know maybe if he adds with Cam gone, if he adds five or six points onto his total per game, that's a and he leads them to a top three player place in the valley. Maybe he's that. If you go next, you go to Missouri State. You have Gage Prim, who got big time snubbed out of a lot of things last year, of what he did all year. Then you look at Isaiah Mosley. Then they add Donovan Clay. Those are that's a three headed monster that is going to be the scariest three big head monster in the valley this year and that's just pick your poison with those three guys right there then you go to drake yes you get yusefu's gone but they bring back if they stay healthy they got murphy back they got roman penn back healthy they're gonna get your guy uh what's his name my guy your guy that you like the wing pl- the got hurt last year tank tank Kimful, he's back I mean, pick your poison with them. That's another three-headed monster in the Valley. But really, I'm going to break it down to it. I'm going to say it's going to be down to Gage Prim and A.J. Green. And I'm going to go with Gage Prim as my early pick for player of the year in the Valley. See, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I love that pick because he's only going to get better. You take a wig out, that's who he really struggled against last season. He dominated almost anybody else he faced. Um, But I I look at – this is an interesting topic for player of the year because you look at teams like Missouri State adding Donovan, like these teams that are so deep, so star-studded, they're going to take away from one another in a sense. So it's like, is one of these guys going to break apart, 
because now part of Prim's and Mosley's scoring is now going to Donovan Clay. So they're kind of going to even themselves out. That's what we mentioned with uh, – that's why you mentioned Williamson. I've really – I'm not saying I'm – I might pick him actually just because it is his official – his – his team now, and we know they're going to be good. Even without Cam, he's going to step it up a notch. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. And the whole taking away from one another, A.J. Green, yeah, if he can stay healthy, you know, and he's got – they didn't really add anybody of – you know, so they're like the exact same team, not adding anybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, we, yeah, like you said, Bowen Bourne might take that next step. He is also a fantastic pick, potentially. There's at least five really good picks. Um, then you mentioned Marcus. Yeah, I mean, especially if you come off an injury, if it's, if, it's a, if it's like a foot injury, those are hard to come back from and be who you once were. Um, but if you rehab it the way you're supposed to and train the way you're supposed to and, you know, and you get your the feel back, I would say that um, you have a really good shot. After injuries. So, AJ and Marcus both coming from injuries like that have a good shot. I honestly, and thinking back to our um, our picks, this is tough. I will go with, these are, this is kind of a mock. We'll do another one. We'll pick, kind of like how we did the uh, when we picked the teams and the standings. This is kind of a little mock that we just wanted to cover at first. Um Right now, I think I'm going to go with Williamson because it is his team. We know Loyola will be near the top. I'm going to go with Lucas Williamson. Interesting. Both have Drake winning in the conference, but no player of the year from Drake. That is interesting to see. I mean, I don't know. Well, Drake and Loyola last year finished, what, 1A, 1B? Yes. And then Cam got it. So if you're tied or if it's like a one-game difference, I don't think it really, you know. Like I said, if you have all that spreadness of a team and one doesn't get it, you can still be a great team. Just no one's going to break apart, you know. So, a lot of factors, a lot of players. I do like your prim pick, though, because barring, you know, we know those guys are going to give it to him down there. And there's no one, no one, now that Krubwig's gone, can stop him in the post. Yeah, he's, I mean, Krubwig's basically the only one he struggled against last year. So now it's, He's going to feast on the rest of the league, and it's just... Not if J.D. Mawila has something to say about it. Yeah, well, if he's healthy, we can pray that he can at least put a Band-Aid on him and stop the bleeding. Because like we said, you know, coming out of JUCO, he was deemed one of the top defensive bigs in all of JUCO coming out. So, But like we said, you know, he had a, what is it, a meniscus injury? So, I mean, especially for a big man... Coming back from a, like a footish or lower body injury, you never know. But you know, we know he's working hard. We know we got depth at that position. But that was just a guy to mention because we know when he's healthy that he can throw that big body on people. Um, so who was yours? Gage Prem. Gage Prem. All right. Gage Prem, Missouri to State. All right, to confirm. All right. With Missouri State finishing one or two. See, I'm thinking when I say Williamson, I Loyola finish in what third. Thir- third. So yeah, it's not too far off the top. And if he scores 18th game with which we know he's because he's had Cameron in his way he's never scored like so much in his career but now that that's gone now it opens up for him he doesn't have to be strictly on defense he can open himself up a little bit so all right no um let's talk about let's go straight I guess we'll start with now defensive player of the year defensive player of the year well it's hard not to go with your pick since he's done it the last, was the last time two a years got 
player of the year and defensive player of the year has that ever happened? I'm sure it has. You'd have to go back to the no, well and do some ago. research, but uh. It's hard not to say Lucas Williamson here. I mean, there's probably other options. I mean, maybe a guy like Ben Coupet, Cash, stepping in. Yeah, maybe. those guys that have the length, they can get the steals, being passing lanes compared to like a rim protector, which there's not a whole lot of those. You know, like but the, I'm going to have to say I'm going to take the easy way out and say Lucas Williamson here. Slot yeah. him into my spot. When was the last time also that a player has won a couple of people have done a couple of player of the years. And one of the last time somebody got too deep, let alone back to back, but in their career two defensive player of the years. That's interesting. That's also a look up for the next one. Whenever we do our official one down the road, not mistaken. Hasn't he won it back to back already? Oh, did he win it two years ago? I want to say he did. We'll have to go check on that here. I'll, I'll give mine. You go look that up real fast. Um, I think honestly, and this is not biased at all. I we saw um, Lance Jones' ability to not only will guard the other team's best player, but to get his own fair share of steals. I think he's got that kind of impact. He knows the player he is. He knows how important he's got to be for the team. He had those moments last year. Uh, if they if they did a top five finalist, I bet Lance was in that top five defensive player of the year. And since this is a mock, and once we do more of a research and knowing who there is, and since I have Lucas right now winning player of the year, I'm not going to have him win defensive. Because Lance Jones can do the kind of the same stuff in terms of the stuff I already mentioned about passing lanes and all that stuff like Lucas. Um, I'm going to go with Lance for defensive. Isaiah player. Brown, 2019. That's right. One that we kind of were scratching our head out because he wasn't even – what was that? Wasn't he like – he wasn't even one of the top steals or blocks or – I don't even know. It, it was something weird that he got in. We were kind of scratching our head because he wasn't even in the top. He was more of Some like of maybe like a – that could potentially win if Trent Brown type. He guards the right. best player, not always getting steals. Right, yeah. Or, I wonder what the field goal percentage against him was. That's probably what did it. That is more type of Isaiah Brown type you're looking at. He was – but people kind of forget that he was probably not because it was so not long ago at all that he was on the team because he did have a huge impact for that squad when you and I was at their peak a couple seasons ago. So whenever they got bounced in the first round when they were the team to beat. So I know those are our two picks for that for the two biggest awards. Let's go now to freshman of the year. Freshman of the year going around the Valley. It's kind of, if you think about it, you go around – each team, when you start at top, start at the top of the league, you have Drake. They're bringing in four-star son of the coach, Tucker DeVries. Where does he fit in on the team? How much playing time does he get as a four-star, I'd say? Well, yeah, real fast, because we know that they weren't that deep. You know, does he take minutes from, like, Jonah Jackson, per se? You know, they weren't that deep, you know, especially when Tank was hurt in the tournament, even when they're facing USC that they, you know, didn't roll with that many off the bench. So in terms of that, with also a couple of players they may have added in, I think he could because I don't think their bench was that deep last year. Yeah, I'd say he's going to get good minutes this year. Going around the league, I mean, looking at it, Missouri State has one freshman coming in, probably won't get a lot of playing time with the guard, guards they're bringing in. With the two transfer guards they're bringing in. So, you go to Loyola. They have 
Ty Johnson and Ben Schweiger, who we were in on coming in, how much time do they get in? I mean, looking at it, going down through the league, I'm going to go in ahead and say, I'm going to stamp, put my stamp on it. I'm going to go ahead and say Foster Wonders as freshman of the year. Wow. What do you, I what think, do you have to back that up? Because we know, I just like said, freshman might not get minutes, but he might. He'd be the one out of the three. I think early on, we'll obviously, when we do our final picks, we'll see how the summer goes and see where he's kind of fitting in on the team. I just feel with his ability to score the basketball, he's going to be able to come in off the bench and fill a big role in what some time, some we've been missing for the past decade, some scoring, really big scoring threat off the bench to take pressure off other guys. Yeah, honestly, I don't mind that pick because we know – if and when he gets in a game, you know, he's, he'll be looking to score. We're not sure the development he'll have on defense, especially the quality of talent he was playing in his high school career. We know these these coaches will work that in with him. Um, but even because you look at where he stands, like do we think he's going to get minutes over Ben Harvey or Steven or Trent? Those are already three guards ahead of him. And you add in, uh, who did I say, Dalton, Steven, Trent, Dan, Trent. Trent. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be tough. I mean, but because we mentioned there's none that stick out that we can think of. That's why, honestly, I'm going to probably just go with DeVries because our next one will get more info on some of these guys to pick from. So I'm going to go with DeVries because at the moment we're not sure who else there would be. I'm not going to I'm not gonna go with one of the SIU guys. Yeah, if I were to pick a non – well, besides – those are probably the top two freshmen going in. If you're going like – Maybe I like the kid from Valpo, Keandre Young. He's a six-eight big-body guard. He's gonna be probably one of the top freshmen coming in the league. Depends how much he plays coming in, or one of the Loyola guys would be a good pit. But uh, there's some good freshmen coming in the league this year, so it's gonna be a good class to watch. Yeah, I know that's one that you know because we knew Bowen Bourne coming in, you know, Iowa Player of the Year, that he was gonna make his mark and he did um you know okay last year was deep obviously we didn't know before jd got hurt we didn't know how kyler was going to be he ended up finishing on the all-freshman team and probably in the top three in voting and then you got rink so from bradley so uh you know he made his mark right away and you got a couple other dudes so it was pretty it was pretty deep last year it's not as deep this year so there's ours for that let's go now with uh, newcomer of the year, no? Newcomer of the year. There's a lot of options here if you want to go down through the start at top of the Drake. You have just go through a couple of top transfers they have coming in. They have Io, Io and Kanwale coming in. He's going to fill the role of Joseph Yusefu, I would say. So there's him. Um, you can go down to Missouri State. They have. Jalen Manette from IUPUI, shout out to George Hill. Then you have Loyola has two good grad transfers coming in. Ryan Schweiger, which is the brother of Ben Schweiger, and Chris Knight, both coming from the Ivy League who did not play last year, I believe. So they have those guys coming in. SIU has Cash Coupette coming in. I'm going to stop you right there real fast because I was going to say, for guys that will only be here for one season like Ben will, do they give it to guys who even are going to be here one year, or do they have to? It doesn't matter, maybe, but do they look at that and No, no, I don't think matter? no. But newcomer means, you know, you might be here for a right. while. So that's because I was thinking of this earlier, and I was going to go with Ben. 
but I don't know if they would give it to him unless he just dominates, which is possible. So I'm going with my pick. I think I'm going to stay. I think I'll play big minutes for Bradley Braves. He was the Juco player of the year this year. I'm going with Malevi Leons, a 6'9 forward out of Mineral Area College. Now that you just remind me of him, and we've talked about him before, that all these other Juco players of the year, they go to the Kansases or the Louisvilles with Jay Scrub or the NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, Bradley getting him, I'd say he's going to be an incredible player. I honestly, I might agree with you. For this mock, I will agree with you right there. Until our next one, we get more info. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. So what else is there? Six man of the year. Six man of the year. Because we're thinking, you know, SIUs. We kind of have a feeling what the rotation will be from one to four. We're not sure who the five man will be with JD coming back and then with Kyler. Because um, you're thinking, you know, you got guys like Steven or Dalton. I'd say Steven and you got Trent who's been starting and he might still start. Him coming off the bench, whether he's six man or not, I like Steven being that six man if he does come off the bench, which he probably will. Um, so that's SIU. So who else? Who else is around the league? You think? Like, guy, well, last that, year that one's hard to pick right now because we don't know who's yeah. going to start. Who's yeah, gonna you whatever. obviously don't know who's going to start. So last year was Joseph Yusefu. So that's I mean, that was an easy pick. So and as we knew with Roman Payne going out at the end of the season, he ended up starting, and that's where when Bill Self noticed him probably when he had to take over. Especially in the tournament, said, "Yeah, I want that guy." It's all about your opportunity. We took it. Now he's the best program in the country, arguably. So yeah, that's tough to say. We don't know who's going to start and who's not. So I'm just going to go with Steven. I don't think he's going to start this year because obviously we're a SIU account, so we have an idea. So I'm going to go with Steven right now, and we'll wait till later to. That's tough to say too. Even down the road, it's tough to say. Yeah, just but just for the pod's sake, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to go with – I'm going to stay with Loyola. I'm going to go with – I think he'll probably be a six-man. I'm going to go uh, Ryan Schweiger, 6'6 six, six guard okay. for Loyola. I don't know if he'll come in right away. I don't know how they'll – Really, they only lose out. Of, they lose out of their five was Crutwig, and I. We all assume Jacob Hudson. What he did at the end of the year, he'll step right in and play. So oh, right. he'll, he'll start. So, so I sure. think Ryan Schweiger will be the sixth man of the year. Yeah, because I was gonna. Uh, what is uh, the other guard's name? Shooter. Um, Keith Clemens. No, Marquise no, for Drake. Sorry, oh, for Drake. For Drake. Um, Roman Penn. Garrett Sturts. Garrett Sturts. Do you think he'll start? I, think so I was going to say, if he doesn't, I, I I would like his chances. I would say he will start. Okay. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I don't we, know. Ekamole, who we mentioned for maybe newcomer, he might come off the bench as well. I, so, I don't know. There's some options there. I'm going to stick with Steven for planking, but we'll have a different down the road, I'm sure. Obviously. Let's go with uh, Coach of the Year now. I'd say, because we know uh, – who won it this past year? DeVries. DeVries. So we're not sure if he'll win it again due to voters' fatigue. And we know another team that's going to be the top. Got to go with Dana Ford here. Unless you get somebody that comes out of nowhere. Brian. Who knows? How do you feel about if they finish top three? I know everything's pretty much set still. But Drew Valentine. 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, if he if he comes as his first year, I mean, basically, he still has his whole team there besides Crutwig. Obviously, he's changing the system. He's going to do it his way, but yeah, it's still Loyola in and of itself. We know they're still going to probably be good. Um, yeah, um, that, that's tough. Yeah, in your first year, that's why we thought Brian in his first year, bidding picked tenth and finished fifth. That you know he had. A very good shot of getting it then, but that was when he finished. You know, in different situations, but yeah, with with Drew for sure. If they can finish top three in his first year, falling in the shadow of Porter Moser, I definitely think he's got a shot. I mean, there all of these races are going to be so close that that might be the closest one. His coach. I'm going to go a lot of good teams. I didn't mention him yet, but I'm going to go bold here because what ended up happening to his team last year and what happened. Brian Wardle. Brian Wardle. I feel like they're going to be sneaky this year and may end up in the top half of the league. So I'm going Brian Wardle with this pick right now. Yeah, because don't we both have them at, what, sixth in our predictions right now? Yes, I believe so. So, no, that's not... Any us, anybody, any of the top six teams could like, unless a surprise of the bottom half teams come out of nowhere. Any of the top six teams of coaches could very well take that award home. Um, I mean, I should we just cover that, or do you think we should maybe do like first team and no, first team or something? We can do that. We can go. We can we know the players that could get in. There. We can go in depth down the road about that. Yeah, I'd say it's a little pretty early now. Yeah. I mean, the season starts in November. Because here we are. as we saw, injuries happened to us last year right before the season. So let's... You know, this is a mock, and we did cover that. Let's we'll stay away. There. Let's stay away from okay. that right now. So that's... Um, so there are awards. Be sure... You can be sure to... Uh, if we definitely if we missed anybody... I don't know if we did, but... Or if you think... There's definitely some more options in this mock so far of who we think could do it. If you guys have any ideas of who you think that we maybe weren't talking about at all or that you guys definitely think could win some of these awards right now, go ahead and shoot us a DM or respond to this pod when it comes up in the coming days. Um, so that's what we got for that. Noah, you had... We did have a mailbag. Is that correct? Finally, that we second do, one. Right? We do have another mailbag. We have a mailbag. We are going to go to from Mitchell from Marion. He wants to know what our thoughts are about position battles going into this off season. Of like, he wants to know about the point guard or the guard position battle and what do, what do we think about our basically our big man battles too. So basically, he wants to know what, who we think is going to come out on like top. Like a depth chart. Yes, kind of like a depth chart. Because I know we've kind of covered this before, kind of. So, um, like we said, I think we know who the starter is going to be for the most part. Like we said, Lance, um, which I'm already blanking. Lance, Ben, Marcus. Who am I forgetting? Am I forgetting somebody at the Anthony? Are you starting? Yeah, Anthony, Anthony was the other one I was for sure was going to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, starting two bigs depends on matches. We know Brian likes to go small, but we got too many good bigs now to to bother with that. That's key. Anthony was all, was the other one I was thinking. So yeah, Lance, Coupet, Marcus, Anthony, and then either Tyler or JD starting. I but think we, we know three of those guys are for sure starters. So. I think we'll go small. I think Marcus will be back at the four, Ben Coupet at the three, and Trent Brown at the two. 
I just think defensively that will be the key. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Just because I just think them will be too big on because if you don't want to go big to start, why? What makes you want to go big? You know, in the you know throughout the game because you have we think Saku might not play. So I don't. I I think you're too deep. Starting small, I'm okay with because then. If Marcus, we need to get Marcus a rest, you can bring Kyler and Anthony off the bench to be a good punch of offense. Then you get Marcus and Lance a rest with Dalton, Ben Harvey, Steven, Foster. Those guys get with Anthony and Kyler already out there who we saw play well down the stretch together last year. That would be a good punch off the bench to give Marcus a rest because he can't keep playing minutes the way he did his freshman in the beginning of last year. That can't happen. They'll work with him in a way with coming off his injury for sure. We mentioned him being able to guard the three position. Is he more – do you think he'd be better – because he is getting slimmer now. Do you think he'd be better guarding a three or a four, depending upon how other teams throw themselves out there? That's tough to say. It really is. I mean, we have some insights within the team, whether down the road we would get to know who. But we know three of them are starting. We know Lance, Coupet, and Marcus will be starting, whether, however, whoever fills in with them or not. Uh, that's beside the point. Moving on past that, though. But guard depth, I mean – that's the thing. If Trent doesn't start, he's got to be one of the first two off the bench. He's he's been Easy. too. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. Like, because I think Stephen was so good down the stretch, and I think he'll only get better. He's got to be one of the top two as well. But then you like Dalton because you like his ability to be a floor general out there and score whenever he wants. When he penetrates, he can score whenever he wants. So that's really tough. They're they're really deep. And as we covered before, what do you think? I mean, if you think Trent will start. So who do you think is the first guard off the bench? Depending upon who gets in foul trouble in a game or something. I think it's Dalton Banks. I think we could almost – they won't go hockey hockey subs, switch lines. Because your second uh-huh. line would be Dalton Banks, Steven, Ben Harvey, Anthony, and Kyler in my, in my start – my, with my going small to starting. So that is your second five you can run out there. You can go That's hockey subs almost. Almost. And even – I've forgotten even – my freshman pick of the year, Foster Wonders, can slide in there. And that's not kind of like we said, Saku. Saku, Scotty. They're at least Troy. Troy. We can go as deep as we need to. I don't think we're forgetting anybody. No, we are not. Shout out to Will Keller and Chris Cross while we're at it. Those guys work hard. We know, well, we know Will's been hurt. Chris Cross works his tail off in practices. Um, That's so hard to say, man. I mean, it's... They're so deep. I, you want to say? I don't even know what to say. Cause have I persuaded you any going small ball starting five? Like I said, I think it. Let, let's think of some teams that will be like when Darius Hanna is he starting at the four for Bradley? If you add in the JUCO player there, he's going to start. He ain't coming there to sit. And we know Matt. They would go. There. I don't know. Their lineup would be. You'll have Jason Kent. You'll have I don't know what they're doing. Jason Kent will be the two guard. Tara Vinan's there, but then you Jay have Jay Sean Henry. You have the JUCO Player of the Year. You have Rink Mast. You have Boya, be, Boya coming be. back off injury. Their lineup's gonna be dangerous because I know they're bringing in <laughs> Maxi Como, a six seven point guard. That just their length could be outrageous and cause fits around the league. 
we might have a different standings down the road. I, it's, it, it, because when we think back to the guys who have been there, Terabine and Jay Sean Henry, you keep them there, how steady they've been. They're the biggest star horse in this whole thing. I mean, it, but for us, yeah, I mean, it, who else is big out there in, in the conference? Missouri State might go a little big. We know how pro- much of a problem. If you look at the length of Missouri State, you have Isaiah Mosley and well, Donovan Clay and um, Jamonte Black. Then you have Gage right. Prim on the inside. They're – I think Brian and them are so specific that they will look at, well, these guys, they usually bring this guy off the bench at this point. If this guy gets in foul trouble, this guy comes in, they, they look at it so much that they would literally have our team be almost exact mirror image of what uh, the other team would do in their, any situation. But you think like to Missouri State, you think if you, if you start – you start Anthony, or are you bring him off the bench? I I am starting – my starting lineup is Tyler. Lance Jones, Trent Brown – Cash Coupette, Marcus Damask, and J.D. Nuila if he's healthy. Right, okay. So, okay, yeah. Because I, I was thinking if you're starting Anthony, which that's not going to happen because uh, – that's not going to happen again because they're not going to have two, like, big, like, mainly post players coming off the bench at the same time in J.D. and Kyler. So, yeah, one of them one of them will start. But like we mentioned before, I like Anthony's ability because we are deep at that big. Have Anthony start as well. Go go huge. You have Lance about six foot, and you have six seven, six seven, six nine, six nine. You don't get out rebounded. You have Anthony's ability to space the floor, be that trailer, and you have a post guy. I, I it's tough to say I'm, because because I mentioned Prim. It's like who if you start Anthony, he he had his moments of defense, but we like it for a Tyler. You know, Kyler struggled against Prem last year, but he was also a freshman. I do like if you start J.D., yeah, J.D. can hold his own physically against Prem. Not saying he could stop them, stop him by any means, but, I yeah, think, I mean. If it came down to it, I'd love to see Gage Prem go head-to-head with Scotty Abube. <laughs> if we needed a guy for a foul. If we need – It's a coup, you know, it's a there too. I just – I just like going small ball. Brian likes small ball, so that's why it kind of I'm kind of leaning towards small ball lineup. That's the thing. I mean, we've gone small the first two years, and not really totally saying that it's you know paid off. You know, we haven't been. You know, we were surprising people, surprising people two years ago in, in the staff's first year that you think because we haven't gotten an injuries gotten away last year, but not gotten as far or to the point we want to be at that we just switch it up, switch things up in that sense and go with a smaller bench with the depth of big, but then starting, I don't know. I just think they switch it up and not keep going small because we've seen where that hasn't really got us anywhere. We're trying to take the next step this year with the depth that I think that we could afford to do something like that. We, we, Cause Anthony's in his last year here. I think they're they're not going to say, hey, man, you, because they're going to hype him up and tell him, hey, we can be really good next year, run it back, that they're going to say, but well, we might have you come off the bench. I think Anthony's very valuable. He showed that, especially in the Loyola game when we had nothing going in the tournament against him. Anthony, I think, will start. But you cannot have those two post guys off the bench, like I said. So, so if you start big and Drake is coming to town and they're starting Roman Brody. Penn – Roman Penn, DJ Wilkins, Tramel Murphy, and Hemphill, and Darnell Brody. Are in you... that sense, yeah, then I will go with Marcus Big 
Cash and then have Trent in there to guard. I don't know. Trent on Wilkins because I'm, I'm not saying he can't. Obviously, he's leaned up a little bit. I like bit. Steven in that starting. It depends who you're playing. I don't know. I, mean, I just like Marcus at the four because he can guard those bigger players. I just don't want to see him on the matchup of taking on a Donovan Clay-type player on the wing. I just don't – I'm not saying he can't do it, but I think he'll be better at it this year. But I think we'll go small ball starting lineup. So getting back to the mailbag question of the day, I think the guard – the guard – it's – if I'm starting small – since I'm starting small, the guard position battle is – it's between Steven, Trent, and I'm going to throw in Dalton Banks. It's those three for the last final spot in my lineup. And the bigs, depending on JD's healthy, Anthony, Kyler. Other than that, Saku is probably in a battle. If you start in yours, you're starting both bigs. Saku's in a battle with Scotty for that fourth and final spot. But you pro- just because you're going big doesn't mean you have to play bit, both two bigs off the bench with the bigs. But I'm going to say Saku and Scotty's in a battle right now. So, But the guard spot, I'm going to say with Trent. With his defense ability, which Steven has defense ability, I'm going to go with Trent's going to edge him out very – I think he'll take another step this year with Marcus back in the lineup and the other guys that can make plays for him. So he'll have another big opportunity to have better stats this year and be a bigger part of the offense. Yeah, because I know you, you said before how – and it's clear because we watch the games and see how important Marcus is for Trent. And that they collapse on Marcus, as we know, kick out the Trent. I just hope Trent takes the next step. You know, we've seen him in the first couple of years, and now he's got real competition on his back. Um, and, you know, I think Foster, honestly, because they're kind of the same kind of type. They're really offensive guys. I think I think Foster could challenge Ben Harvey for maybe not because Ben's been there a while, you know, and um, they trust him for the most part. I think he'll improve. That's a position battle, I think, because – like you mentioned, the three guards who could start for you, that's not including Ben Harvey. Ben's kind of in the middle of the pack in the second team that, um, you know, at that position, I think Foster could definitely do Troy, could come out of nowhere. You never know. And it's tough to say right now. We're only in July 26th. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's a really good question because it gets us talking, obviously, for an extra 10 minutes talking about it. Um, just everyone needs to know, we've been saying how, how deep they're going to be and that you can mismatch with anything. And I, I think that they should go, depending upon match, but the team starts big, you go big, and blah, blah, blah. Which I think that's kind of obvious, and the team would know that. Um, but like like we said, we know three guys are starting no matter what. And Lance, Cash Coupette, and Marcus Damask. Those three are starting, no-brainer. The other two will, will whatever, out of the other eight guys there are else to pick from, so... That's a really great question. I could go all day. We, well, we know we both could go all day on this. So uh, that's all we got, right? That was the only mailbag. That was the only mailbag. Shout out to Mitchell for that. So if you have any other to get us going, to give us more talking a little bit more, if you want to shout, send us a DM or you want to comment on our link to the podcast, you let us know questions. If you want us to talk about something more or get into something, just let us know. So, yeah, because that's a great topic, and we know everyone thinks a different way. Some people think the way you do, some people think the way I do, big or small, blah, 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 with taking into part the depth, as we keep mentioning. So, um, 
Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good pod. I, I think we got a lot of good info out there. Everybody kept them updated, um, kept them on early awards, which you never know. And then, um, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about more awards way down the road, like a month or two before the season when we know these teams are set and who else there is for those spots. So, great pod today, and this will be coming. We are here on Saturday. This will be posted in the coming days, um, so be sure to look out for that. Definitely keep put your tweet notifications on, and like Noah mentioned, feel free to say anything you want to us, whether it's DMs or comments about what you want to talk about. We love these mailbags, so feel free to keep letting us know about that. So, shout out to Mitchell today for that. Um, great pod today. All right. Four, from the studio here, from... For Nick Malone. No alerts. This is the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Until next time, go Dogs.